is once again Mr. Robinson's neighborhood here on Locked on Jaguars. We're going to discuss his importance, James Robinson's importance, to the Jaguars this season. You are Locked on Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Jaguars. I am your host, Tony Wiggins. In case you did not know, I've been covering this team for over 13 years now. And I like to bring it to you here on the Locked On Jaguars podcast five days a week because it's your team every day. We're going to talk about James Robinson today. But first, I have to let you know that LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com forward slash Locked on NFL. All right, man. So let's get right down to it. James Robinson, the forgotten man. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call him that, but I will tell you that there are some things that contributed to James Robinson sort of being put a little bit on the back burner as a complimentary player. Raise your hand if you're guilty. I am. And the reason for that is um, uh, there are a number of reasons. One, he got hurt at the end of last season. I did not think that he would be back this soon. He had an Achilles injury in the latter quarter of the 2021 season. But like Superman, James is right back, running up and down the field and looked absolutely good yesterday. He didn't play much in the preseason. I think in the last the last preseason game, he, I don't even know if he touched the ball, but I know the last week of practice, he got his first live action. So I didn't anticipate him having the, as big of an impact uh, as he did you know but james robinson showed up in a big way this weekend this past weekend for the jaguars and one of the things man that you have to realize is you you thought with travis Etienne having all year to rehab his injury being a first round pick in camp looking as fantastic as you could in camp uh, and and looking very explosive that obviously out of the gate, you would give him more carries than you would give James Robinson. Well, James Robinson had 11 carries to 66 yards, the longest of those being a 22-yard runner, and he also scored a touchdown, and he caught one pass for three yards, but even that was for a touchdown. So his knack of being able to get into the end zone, his knack for being able to find those open uh, gaps and and see things that other people don't see, actually got him more touches than ETN, who had four carries for 47 yards with a long of 27 and uh, two receptions for 18 yards. So moving forward, I think both of those guys are going to actually get more touches and more attention. At 7.5 yards a clip in the running game, you would think so. But I am surprised that James Robinson uh, has reintroduced himself. I think it was Jay-Z said, uh, allow me to reintroduce myself. And James Robinson goes, my name is J-Rob. Because the things that you fell in love with him about his rookie year, when he had over 1,100 yards rushing, you saw him again yesterday. So why am I skipping over a whole year when I said that he got hurt or he got injured in the later half or the later quarter of 2021? 
Well, that's because you can have the benefit of bad coaching. James Robinson had the benefit of bad coaching, which led to us not giving him the benefit of the doubt. He looked a little heavy last year. The coaching staff obviously didn't believe him. And I'm not going to mention that coach's name anymore because I'm tired of talking about him. But that coach didn't believe in him. Confidence looked like it was shaking a little bit. Doubt creeped in. It's almost like he was never wanted by last year's coaching staff. And sometimes what that does is when they get a new coach, you sit there and go, well, he's not going to do the same thing the guy did last year, but he's also not beholding to anyone who had their best season two years ago, he being Doug Peterson. Doug surprised all of us because who does he give the ball to out of the gate? James Robinson. Who, do, who, when you left the game, there was one player that everyone said should have touched the ball more? James Robinson. It's not an indictment on Travis Etienne either because Travis Etienne also looked good. In fact, most people said they need to run the ball more. Doug was questioned about that. I went to the Monday press conference and Doug Peterson basically said, look, when you get behind as a play caller, you don't get to do, you know, a paraphrase. And he said, you know, you just think you want to, you think you want to just throw the ball to get you back, back into it. He mentioned today that you throw the ball to score points. You run the ball to win the game. Case in point, Washington did that the other day. They had to go 95 yards. They had to throw the ball some, but once they got close to midfield, they ran the ball. And they ran the ball with the intention of looking, they were going to run that clock down and try to go for a game-winning field goal. And then over the top on third down, bang, you catch John Dotson on a long pass, and he scores. They were in field goal range already, but they took a shot to go ahead and try to win it. Now it's not enough time for the Jaguars to run. Now they have to score. Now they have to score a touchdown in less than a minute and a half. And what happens is they become very, very predictable. And because they become predictable, the result that you saw happen. I think the run is very important moving forward. And I do think that Doug Peterson is going to run the ball. But this is a team that is, is chasing an identity. They are a team that's trying to figure out who they are. And sometimes what you have to do is you have to let the play on the field dictate who you're going to be. That's why I believe James Robinson has put his foot forward and wants to be one of those guys that is the catalyst. When you start putting together the DNA of the Jaguars offense, it's going to be about him. I'm going to explain to you what I mean by that, how I expect Doug Peterson to move forward with him, and then in segment three, I'm going to explain to you how that can help the defense. And I'm also give you some of the news and notes from around the NFL. I'll do all of that stuff here in just a second on Locked on Jaguars after I tell all of our friends here about LinkedIn Talent Solutions. Look, man, if you're a small business and you're trying to fire on all cylinders and you can't match up your workplace and your workforce with the people that are in the workforce and all of the personnel, because we know people make the world go around. Then you need to make sure you put your business on LinkedIn. You can create a job, a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional 
network of over 810 million people. That's right. Then add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people for your job. Look, my daughter did this. My daughter was in the military, set it up, went on LinkedIn, and within a day, found a match. And she had a job the day she got off of active duty. That kind of thing can happen for your business also if you open this LinkedIn profile. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I'll tell you what applies here, man. If it flies, you better apply. And we are definitely fly here on Locked On Jaguars. And we thank you for making us your first listen. Talking about James Robinson. Was he the forgotten man? Or did he just say, remember me? Because some people, raise your hand again if you're guilty, me. Sort of put him on the back burner. I did it not because of his ability. I did it because he was coming off of an injury. And I thought the Jaguars would have to get off to a better, I mean, a faster start. And, and have to do it without him actually being available. Turns out I was wrong. He's ready to go. James Robinson looked very, very good the other day. And he does it in a way that you can't really put your finger on why he's so good. Doesn't have top-end speed. He's bigger in person than you think. He's a thick-built muscular guy not quite maurice jones drew but he's he's a kind of dude that's hard to tackle and you saw it the other day where every time there's contact made man he's always going forward but he has that vision and he has that cat quick and he has those instincts in short spaces that he can really really create opportunities where you think it looks like a one-yard gain and he gets three and that's very very significant because if he gets three and a half every single time that means you're you're in third and short and that's a good place for any offense to be. But he can also catch the ball out of the backfield. He also can catch the ball. Uh, uh, on, and he's really, really good on the goal line because he can make the first guy miss, and he can always get the extra yards. I anticipate what you're going to see from Doug Peterson moving forward is he's going to still throw the ball, but he's going to be able to try to get to that run quicker, especially when they get to the red zone. I think he's going to make a deliberate effort to get to that run quicker. I'm not – totally on the side of everybody that sat there after the game became Monday morning quarterback and said, we should have run more because when you do that, when you just look at the stats and go, these guys only had 15 carries, but they average seven and a half yards a carry. Why didn't they run more? You're not paying attention to the whole story. Numbers don't lie, but they always, you know, fall short of telling the entire truth. The truth is they would have probably run the ball had they kept the game closer in the first half by converting those, uh, opportunities they had in the red zone and making the field goal that they missed. And, and instead of going for two, getting that one, and then Trevor not overthrowing people, I think when they got the ball back, they would have come back to run the ball more. It had something to do with their defense being gassed. I saw uh, the Brian Baldinger's tape and breakdown on Trevon Walker, by the way. He broke that thing down. Trevon is the truth. But I ain't going to get off on that because I know I started talking about Trevon Walker. I'll be there all day. But Baldinger said that Trevon took 65 snaps. That's a lot of snaps. And you consider 
he didn't take every single snap on defense. That's a lot of snaps for your defense, and it was a lot late, and I think they were a little bit winded. And the reason why is probably because the Jaguars did not control the ball the way they would have liked because I think they were using all of their energy trying to come back from a deficit, and once they got the lead, then I think they went for the kill shot. I think what you'd like to see is them run the ball a little bit more. One of the things that will help them be able to do that is to not get dumb penalties on first down, uh, especially procedures that Doug Peterson has said is unacceptable. Procedure penalties, lining up wrong, false starts, all of that stuff. Those are drive killers, and they put you in a long down and distance situation where you won't get to run the ball as much as you'd like. But I don't subscribe to this all of a sudden thinking that Trevor's not the franchise quarterback and you're supposed to just take the ball out of his hand either. There's a balance that you can strike between throwing it too much and not running it enough. I'll give you an example. Nobody's saying that about Washington because they won the game. And Carson Wentz threw three touchdowns. Carson Wentz threw just as many times as Trevor Lawrence, though. Completed a few more. Was eight for 10 on third down when Trevor was three for 10, I believe. It's when and what and how. He hit the long passes. Trevor missed the long passes. So nobody's saying that Carson Wentz threw the ball too much. You probably didn't even think he threw it as many times as Trevor Lawrence. It's because winning makes you forget all of that stuff. Winning makes you forget all of that stuff. Yeah, when you win the game, nobody's going to complain about how you got there. They just know you won. Just like when you lose a game, but you look better than you used to look, nobody's going to say that you look better than you used to look. Because the bottom line is your record is the same way that that ugly team's record would have been after week one. It's 0-1. But there's a balance you can strike. You don't have to say that they need to run the ball more and then say they need to dial it back on Trevor. Or they, they put too much. They put too much. Who says that about a dude that they think is a franchise quarterback? And at least until the other day, after the first quarter and before the fourth quarter and the second and third quarter, everybody thought Trevor's a franchise quarterback. But now after one game, all of that changes. If there's one thing about our fans, and I love my Jaguar fans to death, if there's one thing about them, they will jump to a conclusion real quick, and that's because their patience has been tested so much over the last 10 years that, no, they are out of patience. Would you hate to be the guy – like, you're the third guy or the third woman to date somebody. I don't want to discriminate here and just say guys are creeps. What if you date somebody and the first two people that they dated, they ran them through the mud and they were cheaters and all infidelity, 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 infidelity. But they stayed with them now. But they used all of those get-out-of-jail-free cards on that person. And then you, the third person, are just suspected of it and they have no patience. They just leave you. That's kind of what this is like. They can't be Jaguar fans are not giving mulligans. They're not patient. I ain't, they are not putting up with anything anymore. And that could be detrimental a little bit. One, because of the mental gymnastics that it puts you through as a fan, but two, because it's just not fair. Blaine Gabbard ain't got nothing to do with Trevor Lawrence. Give Doug Peterson some time. Doug Peterson 
is a mass is a has given us a master class in the Super Bowl on how to call a game and how to win football games. I don't think he forgot about that because he came to Jacksonville. Give it some more time. They'll figure it out. In fact, all Jaguar fans want to do, if, if I, I guarantee you, if the Jaguars win, I don't care if Trevor throws it 58 times. They ain't going to care. They'll just say we won the game. They don't. They, they, they're not going to care at all. Win. Find a way to win. Trevor Lawrence spoke to the media. Doug Peterson spoke to the media more today. And a lot of media, national media, a lot of people's given a lot of attention, and rightfully so, to my man, Trayvon Walker. We'll discuss all of those things and what to look forward to going into this week in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. I have to tell you about betonline.net because it's your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. If you want to find out who's going to play, what the expectation is, and if there's going to be any upsets, there's no better place than BetOnline to find that out because it's your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today to use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. And then also find out how Josh, how Anthony Joshua lost his last two fights and he's getting a title fight with Tyson Fury. Boxing confused me sometimes. But you can find all of that out at Bet Online because you know why? It's where the game starts. You start right here with me, making me your first listen here on Locked On Jaguars every single day because it's your team every day. And we thank you for making us your first listen. Don't forget to go to YouTube, like, and subscribe too on YouTube. Now, will Doug Peterson figure it out and he's going to try to find this balance? Sure. What do they have to do? They have to win. Guess who they have to beat? They have to beat the Colts, a team they've beaten two times in a row in uh, two years in a row, two seasons in a row here in Jacksonville. And, Lord, we do not want him to lose this game because I can already tell you the narrative is going to be where at least the Jaguars, as bad as they've been the last two years, were able to beat the Colts at home, and we can't even do that. I can see that coming. I think uh, they're going to play well this week. I think they're going to be able to mix and match a little bit. The offensive line has to watch out because the Colts can definitely rush the passer. The defensive line isn't going to have to worry about Matt Ryan scrambling. So they should be able to put themselves in some good situations, but they got to stop Jonathan Taylor on first and second down. Those are the main things. And when they get the ball, control the ball. Try to keep the Colts' defense out there. They, uh, you know, to me, Shaquille Leonard, formerly known as Darius, I don't think he's going to play this week. If he does play, test him out. See see how long he can play. Oh, Ricky, that middle linebacker is a really good player. But you're going to have to run the ball. You're going to have to control the clock. Yeah, so I believe uh, I believe he's going to. I believe Doug Peters is going to figure it out and find a way uh, to blend the run in, um, to get James Robinson involved, to get Travis Etienne involved, try to control the ball a little bit to leave the Colts defense on the field a little bit more. And if you can play ahead, like we always, you know, have talked about here in the preseason, at least here on Locked on Jaguars, if you play ahead, play from the front, it allows you to, to let your pass rushers go and get your thing going. I don't think the Colts will, I don't think the Colts will 
present the Jaguars with as much problems on the back end and in the open field with missed tackles. I just don't think they're built that way. They do have Naheem Hines, Naheem Hines who can wiggle and shake a little bit. And of course, uh, Jonathan Taylor is always hard to tackle, but I mean from the wide receiver position. So uh, for this game, I think they'll be fine, and I'm optimistic they'll be fine. But moving forward, I do anticipate that you'll see a lot more of James Robinson um, working hand-in-hand with Trevor to make the identity of this team. To You have something to grow with there. Other than just Trevor Lawrence by himself, I think it's it'll be about Trevor and his connection with Christian Kirk and, and then James Robinson and his connection with Trevor when it comes to play action and then eventually getting the screen game going. And, that you know, you can have the yin and the yang. You get James Robinson going and then you come in with ETN and it gives them something different that they have to guard. I think it'll be very, very important and very, very formidable for Jack for Jacksonville. Um, it'll help the defense, like I said, because the defense will stay rested. If you if you play from ahead, the defense will have the, the ability to pin their ears back and sort of play and keep things in front of them and do what Washington did last week to the Jaguars. That's exactly how you want to play it if you're Washington. Uh, you want to know that if you want to play, if you're Jacksonville, you want to see what the what Washington was able to do the last couple couple of drives where they kept everything in front of them and then just started teeing off uh, on Trevor and teeing off on the receivers when they caught the ball. That's how you want the Jaguars to play, but you can only play that way if you're rested, if the other team is desperate, and if you're playing from the front with the lead. Make sure you check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast, also uh, one of my favorite podcasts in the whole world. Make it your second listen. Brian, uh, Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson. Matt Williamson is a former NFL scout. They come together and give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes, and it's free and available wherever you get your podcast and the same platforms where you get this podcast. All right, man, we'll get ready. We'll have a crossover show tomorrow with Locked On Coats. We'll try to give them the business. They didn't win last week either, so they can't say nothing to us. Because while they don't have a loss, they don't have a win either. So we'll discuss that and we'll have that for you tomorrow here on Locked on Jaguars. Until then, take care of each other. I'm Tony Wiggins.